Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and your version of Snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today is an incredibly special day and a day that I've been waiting for. And that's the opportunity to introduce my co-host, Juanita Wooten-Radko. Now, before you ask, no, we are not related in any way, shape, or form. Though we have been friends for <coughs> something years. <laughs> so welcome, Juanita. Thank you, Kim. Glad to be here. So, Juanita, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and allow our listeners to get to know you a little bit? Well, I'm a creative person. I've been interested in music and art and, of course, writing. <laughs> what I like to do right now is work with you. I'm the book editor, the book project manager, I meant to say. I have done some editing for you, but right now I'm doing my favorite job, and that is being the keeper of the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got to let you know, Juanita does an amazing job at that. Her job is to keep me, our writers, our editors, our transcriptionists all on track so that our 10 plus book projects at a time, most of the time, actually get done. So she is an amazing, amazing person. And you're also a mom. You've got two wonderful kids. I do. And a wonderful husband. And I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> when Juanita and I work with our clients to help them write the books, we have a couple of favorite sayings. I'll share one of them with you now. We'll share more as we do future podcasts. But one of Juanita's favorite sayings that she gets to deliver to our clients is, Perfect is the enemy of done. <laughs> and uh, today, we are, Juanita and I are going to be talking about the top five roadblocks to writing a book. As we've worked with clients, even clients who have started their project, sometimes they run into roadblocks and they become like walls, don't they, Juanita? Absolutely. They stop you right in your tracks. And it seems impossible to find a way to get around them. But there are things that you can do to overcome those obstacles. So, Juanita, why don't you tell us about the five that we're going to look at today? Well, I think that a lot of people will relate to the first one, time, mm -hmm. <laughs> obstacle, money. Mm -hmm. Where to start? It's You've got 
all of these great ideas, but they're all in your head at once. So where to start is a big one. And who is your audience? Mm -hmm. And the most sneaky one would be your own self-confidence. Hmm. Yes. Well, let's look at the biggest one first, and that, that would be time. And, you know, when you go to write a book, people think that it's got to take you years and years and years to write a book, but it really doesn't. It doesn't take that much time at all. Now, Juanita, you are the time expert in our company. Share some thoughts on that. Well, everybody has the same amount of time in a day. But what we have to think about, what we have to consider is urgent and important, not urgent, not important. Writing a book will never be urgent unless you make it urgent. Mm. It'll always be important. It's proof that you're a knowledgeable expert in your field, but you can always be what they call fixing to get ready. Oh, I can't start my book today because I don't have the right pen. I don't have the program that I want to do. I want to actually write my book by dictation into a special software and have the computer magically do it for me. And I've got all these solutions, except I haven't actually chosen any one of them. I haven't said, today I'm going to get Microsoft Office installed on my computer. I'm going to write 250 words today and then 500 words every day from Monday to Friday and try and get 3,500 words in a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because one of the things that, that we're starting to teach right now and I'm really excited about is our how to you know, plan, produce, and publish your signature book in 90 days. And so, now it may take a little bit longer, but you can definitely get a 100 to 150 page book written in 90 days. And a lot of it just has to do with time management. And when it comes to organization, it's like Juanita is the girl I go to because she keeps me organized. But what are some things that you would say that, you know, people should have in place and maybe have organized before they start the book writing process? Because you and I both know that if you don't have these things in place, then it's easy to get distracted and use up the time that you've set aside and all of a sudden you've got nothing done for the day. I would say you need a quiet place to work and you need to have some deadlines set for yourself and some goals. Mm -hmm. You want to know that, okay, let's say you're going to launch the book 2nd of January. It's going to be New Year's Day. Now, obviously we're in a bit of a time. <laughs> so maybe March 1st, but we'll say January 2nd is going to be our, our launch date. Then I want to work backwards from that date and go, well, I want to have two weeks before that to know I've got everything taken care of because realistically, I'm not going to work on my book on uh, Boxing Day. I'm not going to work on it Christmas Eve. I'm not going to work <laughs> the week before Christmas when I'm going crazy remembering all the other people I should have 
bought gifts for that are not on the list, right? You mm -hmm. like not everybody is necessarily celebrating Christmas, but a good percentage of the world is, and the uh, certainly in North America, you have to figure on holiday hours interfering with your plans even as simple as you need to go to the coffee shop they're not open when you want them to be so you give yourself buffer time i like to give myself an extra week or 10 days worth of time to pad in there because something will happen that you are definitely needed for if you have other people in your life Mm -hmm. all have other people in your, our lives <laughs> might not be children might be uh uh or a partner but someone we all are are connected right mm -hmm. so that's uh absolutely one of the big things to get started so as simple as printing out a calendar three month calendar is a really big help i go to a website called pdfcalendar.com and mm -hmm. it lets me print out either a full month to a single page, or I can do a three month spread. And that helps me to visually get an idea of where those 90 days lay. And I can shade in the holidays that I'm not going to work. I'm gonna put a pencil line for the days that I have commitments. And then I can be realistic about whether that January 2nd launch date will work or whether I might need to move that forward in the calendar to something like March 31st, or probably not April 1st, because I'm not fooling around. <laughs> <laughs> and I think too, also as well, you know, like when you actually get down to the time that you're writing, like one of the things that we do with our clients, and it's super duper important, is before you even start the book writing process is to have that outline, you know, to have that outline ready. And I think the other thing is when you actually sit down to go to write, you know, is to have everything in place. Go to the bathroom before you sit down and write. If, if you like to drink while you write, if you like to snack, have all those things with you. So <laughs> have all those things with you so you're not, you know, you're not getting up. Because the moment you get up and you stop writing, likelihood is you'll get distracted by something and not finish it like if you have research that you need you know what the thing is is that you know if you know you're going to write the today and you know your subject needs a little bit research you know when you're sitting watching tv last night you could have been doing some of your research have it all printed off you know have your website set up so all these things are ready for when you go to write and I think that's really important too, is to create yourself that environment where for that set period of time, whatever you decide that is, that you're actually writing and not getting ready to write. Yes. Yeah. There, there's two different jobs going on there. You've got preparation and that's the actual physical preparation of the room and the circumstances that will make the writing experience comfortable. And there's the research task that you were talking about. That is a, a separate task from writing. And even your outline, there's a, a third task that should be done beforehand. 
before you get into the actual writing itself, mm-hmm. you've given yourself all the tools. It's like a recipe that yes. you want to grab all the uh, components for your cake, your flour, eggs, sugar, etc. Because when you forget to add a little bit of baking powder <laughs> and you put in baking soda instead, you have a cracker, not a cake. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so make sure we cover all five topics today because here's something you'll learn about Juanita and I. We can go on for a really long time. We've been friends forever and we can, you know, we have phone conversations and we have to intentionally cut them off, you know, before the hour, two hour point. So we're going to move on to topic number two or the second roadblock. And that is money. The money, honey. <laughs> and yes, Juanita and I may occasionally sing on this podcast. <laughs> I hope you look forward to it as much as I do. <laughs> Juanita and I uh, both, well, actually, we met at our at an arts high school. We were both heavily into music, both instrumental and singing and uh, music theater. So every once in a while, we do just decide to sing something. So hope you enjoy that. But let's get back to money. So, Juanita, would you agree that there's a really big misconception out there that it takes thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to write and self-publish your book? Oh, absolutely. I think that's based in the old notion that self-publishing used to be a situation where you would have to buy so many vanity copies of your own book. And so there'd be a big investment in actually printing hundreds even uh, a thousand, several thousand physical books. And so, of course, that's going to run into some several thousand dollars. Books aren't, uh, aren't free. No. So that tends to inflate the task and also your idea of what your budget should be. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about budget for a minute because I think there's a few key things that are important to spend money on. And, you know, in RTI publishing, we always recommend, even if you write your own book, that there's two key things that you, well, actually, probably three. Um, It depends what your design skills are like. But there would be three key things that you would need to invest in. So the first one is editing. If you're writing your own book, you need to have it professionally edited and there's two types of editing there's the developmental editing which looks at the big picture of the book looks at flow looks at readability you know are you getting your message across is the book valuable is it going to have impact all those kinds of things and then there's the nitty-gritty editing which is like your grammar your spelling you know all of that kind of stuff and you need both of those on your book and when you're writing your own book Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. You can't see the big picture. You're, you're so engrossed in the minutia of the book that there's things that you miss. So you need objective, someone objective. And we need to talk just maybe for just a brief moment a little bit more about editing because she is an editor. 
and maybe, uh, you know, maybe two quick things someone should look for in an editor. You want someone who has an attention to detail. They are, they're what, probably what you would complain about them being picky. That's ideal in an editor. <laughs> be picky. I would say too that you want them to be someone who understands what you're looking for mm-hmm. in terms of how you want to to communicate your vision for your book. Because if your tone is more conversational, then we're going to be approaching the editing a little differently if we were coming from a point of, I want to sound very academic and elevated language. It's the difference between reading a blog post and a textbook. Mm-hmm. Convey a lot of valuable information, but the language is different in those two uh, uh, medias. Yeah. I mean, media. <laughs> now, the other two areas are formatting and design, cover design. Um, you know, here's the thing. People do judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And you know, you really want to make sure that that cover is attractive. And, you know, if you look behind me, you see some of the books that RTA Publishing has done, some of those covers we did, some of them we didn't. But if you look at them, they're all highly attractive covers. And they're all different. Some are clean, some are busier, but it doesn't matter. They have impact. And if you do not have design, graphic design skills, or you're really amazing at finding templates and being able to adjust them properly, you know, you do not want to be designing your own cover. Because if you're using this book to promote yourself in business and make yourself look professional, it has to be good. You know, if your cover looks cheesy or old-fashioned, you will not get the results that you want. It's false economy. Go ahead. False economy. It's, it's, say you were going to, pay your uh, your cousin's paper boy because he's taken a course. <laughs> <laughs> Chances are you're going to find that while it looks good in one mock-up, that doesn't necessarily mean it translates well across several different images on yeah. even just having them on a website you need uh, to understand the proportions mm-hmm. and the impact of, of color because everyone's uh, green is different. Yes. So you really get hung up on things like that. So on average, you probably want to set aside, you know, you could probably get a really nice set of covers done, both your, your Kindle cover, your ebook cover, and your print cover, if you allow about three to $400 for that, and yeah, that's a big investment, but let me tell you, it will pay off when people are grabbing your book because of the cover, when they're buying it on Amazon because they see it and it looks professional. So, you know, save up that money and get it professionally done. I mean, unless you're a graphic designer. I mean, if you're a graphic designer, do it yourself, but most people aren't. Now, the other key one, and then we've got to really get through to our other ones, and we might actually, I think, Juanita, you know what, let's do this over two podcasts, because the other ones, the other three are really big, and I think we need to dive into them a lot deeper than glancing over them, you know, like your audience, you don't know where to start your self-confidence, so let's do this in two podcasts. So, 
let's just cover the rest of the money factor. So the other key thing that you need to do is you need to have your books properly formatted. If you want your books to do well on Amazon and other places, then the key and get great reviews. So, you know, one of the key areas where there's a two key areas where you'll see bad three, sorry, three key areas where you see bad reviews. Two of them you can control, one you can't. Okay? So the two that you can control is editing and grammar and spelling and readability. Um, if you look at a lot of reviews, you know, you'll see bad reviews because the grammar was bad. There was a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of typos, you know, stuff that's easy to fix. The other area where you'll see a lot of bad reviews is if it's formatted badly. If, it, if the interior does not look good, if it's not consistent, if it's not clean, you know, if it's kind of all over the place and, you know, like one page is formatted one way, another page is formatted another, or they're offset to each other, like there's all sorts of issues that go wrong with formatting, you will get bad reviews. The third area you'll get bad reviews is on the core messaging. And there's nothing you can do about that because no matter how perfect your book is, there will be people who hate what you're talking about. And there's nothing you can do about that. And actually, those reviews are pretty good. They're actually good to have a couple of those kinds of reviews because people who get your messaging, people who love what you're talking about, you know, your brand ambassadors, you know, your, your top target audience, they're going to look at that, those reviews and goes, that idiot, they have no clue what they're talking about. This book is amazing. The topic is amazing. So, you know, a couple of those reviews is never a bad thing. But you do not want reviews because of grammar or formatting. I would say that one thing about having the negative reviews, it's, it points to your reviews being honest and authentic. Mm -hmm. Because if everybody loves you and gives you five stars, then you tend to say, well, something's, something's off. Nobody's yeah, they paid for those. <laughs> paid for those reviews. Whereas if you have someone who's like, well, I liked... A and B, but C really needed some work, then you can trust that opinion because they're, they're not just um, blowing smoke, as the expression goes. Mm -hmm. The first two things that you mentioned, Kim, what I thought of is that when you've got good editing, it makes your book more readable. You don't notice, you don't notice good editing you know, the commas in the right place, the correct language, but you really notice when things get missed. Uh, I know for me, some apostrophes are a particular thing and commas are like, oh, come on, that isn't the way you... <laughs> the bane of your existence, my friend. Almost the Oxford like comma. Yes! <laughs> of the Oxford comma. Everybody should use it. <laughs> <laughs> the uh I dedicate this book to my parents, Anne Rand and God. And if you don't use your comma properly, then your parents are Anne Rand and God. So that <laughs> <laughs> uh, serves a purpose. Uh, in the lesson for today, thank you from the Church of Grammar. Um <laughs> But the the other thing with the uh, Good formatting is 
invisible mm-hmm. because it just lets the experience be as natural as picking up a physical book and page, 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 and it does not interrupt the flow of ideas. In both instances, those things don't interrupt the flow of ideas. Yeah. And those are things that you have complete control over by getting someone to do that work for you who is a professional. So here's the thing, okay? Technically, there is nothing pretty well stopping you from writing, producing, creating a book absolutely free, and all it takes is your time. And probably, you know, a decent software program like Microsoft Word. Um, You can do it in Google Documents, but there's not a lot of formatting that you can do in Google Documents, so I recommend at least Microsoft Word. So you can do this by yourself. Here's the thing. To make your book effective, it has to look as professional as possible. So while it's not going to cost you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, you're probably looking at if you're getting editing, cover design, and formatting. Realistically, you're probably looking around the $1,500 to $2,000 mark. Now, here's the thing. You don't have to put all that money out at once, okay, because you can make arrangements with your editor, and then you can save up for covers, and you can save up for formatting. If you're using this for your business, this is an investment, and you want that investment to pay off. So... Here's the thing, we do these things at RTI Publishing, and if you are interested in getting a quote, um, you can go to www.rtipublishing.com, uh, you know, and fill in your information, we'd be glad to have a conversation with you. But we've got to end in just a brief moment, but just before we do, we need any closing thoughts on our top two roadblocks that we discussed today. You have the power to take control of both of those items. Both time, your time and your money are within your control. And you need to have your voice out in the world. Your vision is important. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Juanita. I am so looking forward to our episodes together. And uh, you will be able to listen to Juanita and I on the first and third Monday of every month. Those will be our podcasts where we will be talking and diving into deeper into book writing, using a book to build your business, becoming that authority that you need to be to really build your business and make it strong. So this is Kim Thompson-Pinder and Juanita Witten-Radko. And this has been the Author to Authority podcast. We encourage you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you do not miss an episode. And since we always love to give away free things, if you're looking for a way to build your business faster and be able to get high-paying clients, then I recommend... You get my Power Words Attract High Pink Customer and Client book. You can get it free at www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. And we just want to let you know, have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. Just for being here, I'd like to invite you to download your free copy of Power Words 
attract high-paying clients and customers. In this book, I show you how you can easily double your business by using engaging language that attracts the right client to you and positions you as someone they want to work with. Get your free ebook at www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. That's www.powerwords.pro forward slash free book. Go there now, and I look forward to seeing you on the very next episode of Author to Authority. Mm-hmm.